0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. I've got an explosive message for you on today's show. I'm going to talk about um, interactive worship and how God's anointing is designed to flow. So don't go anywhere. There is a spiritual realm that's present at all times, but our physical eyes can't see it. When we come together and unite in worship, we have a chance, and often we get to, glimpse beyond the veil through the means of our spiritual sight, the the sight that we get um, through interacting with God, and we get glimpses of this uh, reality that's always around us. It is very necessary for us to perceive, to uh, to um, to see and understand what is happening in the spirit so we can make so we can make wise decisions and proper decisions for God's kingdom and for his kingdom life on earth this is one of the primary applications of singing together in of worshiping in unity being able to see having this sight is not something that just Happens because you are a believer. You can believe and you can live your life and you can do moral things and you can make right and good choices of love and compassion. But knowing where to be and knowing what to do um, is often disguised through many choices. You have a, a multitude of choices that you could do, but also just simply responsibility and busyness and things that you've got to do. It makes it hard to know. But when you actually operate and you live in a place of seeing the Spirit of God move, you begin to have perception. And you also can see things that you can't physically see. And I, I know I'm describing things that most, most of us have, have thought of and heard of, but a lot of times we use these terms and we don't think of the the genuine reality that they play in our life. But God wants us to see it. This, this is not just a desire of his this is this is what he gave us his spirit, why he works in us, why we um, have to submit and surrender ourselves to his authority in our life. It it gets rid of the distraction. It gets rid of the controlling forces of evil. And I've talked about that type of thing many times about how when we submit ourselves to sinful things, it's not that God gets hung up on it. It's that it messes up our life. And yes, we must repent. And yes, when we have anger, when we have hatred and we have different things that control us, we must repent for evilness, (laughs) evil behavior and evil choices. But the reality is those things get in the way of what God is trying to do. He offers forgiveness. He offers a way to be cleansed from all that unrighteousness. And I'm not trying to put that down or act like it's a little thing, but I I want I want to understand and make a distinguishing difference between what God's heart is. His heart is that we grow. His heart is that we begin to see and become more functional, more complete in his design for us. His design for us to be spiritual beings that interact and relate to him instead of just physical beings that only see and interact with the world around us. God has given us a mechanism of doing this, um, many different mechanisms, mechanisms actually, but one of the primary one and the one of the most useful and, and practical one is worshiping together. And I'm going to go into that. I'm going to talk about a lot of different aspects of that today, but it's in these moments when we break through during our corporate worship times, that we can receive the word of God, the word that he is speaking. This is what is known as prophetic worship. And I know that might make people uh, question something because I know there's different reactions to different types of things, what you're comfortable with. Prophetic worship just simply means receiving the word of God for right then, getting into the place, into the presence of the Lord and hearing from him. And yes, that can be, very exciting. It can also be very basic and very simple words that um, come out through. I, I love to do it in spontaneous worship, where you hear what God is saying for the people of God right then. And that, that is a, a next level of, instead of just singing songs that we know and already understand, the lyrics too, and just going through that and uniting in in the beauty of adoration for him, we go to another level of being able to sing and worship spontaneously or just simply having God move on people and they begin to speak out what God is is sharing, what God is doing there and testify of his work in them. This is prophetic worship. And without this manifesting in our times, um, in the times we gather, we are blind. We're unable to know what God is doing. And I know that may sound um, to hyperbole, uh, you know, it may sound like I'm going, making it too big, but the truth is sight in the spirit only comes through actual spiritual interaction. It doesn't happen through believing truth. It doesn't happen through, um, reading the scriptures. The Bible actually says you can't understand the scriptures unless you have the spirit because they are spiritually discerned. Understanding and operating and growing in this um is such a big part. It's not it's not easy. It doesn't just happen I mean, well I say it is easy. It's easy in that God makes it available to us. It's just simply we have to deny our natural instincts to be physical instead of spiritual. We have to learn to grow in operating in the spirit, in using our spirit that has been made alive in Christ, as regenerated by the blood of Jesus Christ in our life. And we learn to do this. We the, the probably the easiest and most practical way that is used over and over again is worship. Is being in His presence. And so, along with that, like I said, just having things that are true, just having scriptures, aren't enough. Um, God wants us to really gather His heart for that moment. And so, pre-prepared teaching. Can come. It can come from a prophetic interaction that a person is seeking the Lord and and He speaks to them, um, and that is a necessary part of gathering. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that God won't have you study and 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 as a, as a teacher, as a as a preacher, or or giving a testimony won't come from something that you interact with Him and that you seek His face and He prepares in your heart and gives you a word to share. I'm not saying that at all. Don't get me wrong. But it cannot replace the very real need to have the manifest presence of God speak in power. When we come together, God must be speaking. He must be manifesting. Otherwise, we lose the the dynamic power of God. It doesn't affect people's hearts. People grow up without seeing it. They believe that church is just a, a social gathering um, where you see your friends, where you hang out or or even you just talk about and learn about the things of God. All of that can be good and can be true. I'm not against social gathering, I'm not against hearing truth, I'm not against learning about God. But that's not enough to sustain us and it's definitely not enough to give us vision and purpose for God's kingdom on the earth. I believe that we must submit everything as a teacher, as a preacher, everything that we have prepared to teach or preach at church to the moment. We must let God quicken or make alive our notes, our thoughts, the outline of of what we want to teach to let it take the form God wants for that very moment. And I know this, some churches, this may be a, a brand new idea. If you're a teacher, if you're a preacher, or if you attend a church just have your heart open. Let this seed grow, because this I believe this is this is what God is designing or has designed and wants to reinitiate um, in our life, in our in our actions together. Um, why church is important? What coming together is about? For far too long, the church has been fed a diet of processed teaching that doesn't contain the micronutrients of the fresh anointing of God the fresh anointing that God wants for our meeting for that day. Just like when you're eating food, if you only eat processed food that, um, that has been prepared and it's easy access it's quick and it fills you up and it's not all bad. It can be bad if it's got a lot of garbage in it, but I'm just talking about just prepared food. It's not all bad, but when you go out to the garden and you have fresh vegetables fresh herbs and different things that you grow that you can use in your food and the fresher the better the quicker that it is eaten after it is picked it contains many different nutrients that we don't even talk about we don't even think about just just from a health food standpoint um, on our packaging of our food we, we don't even have these nutrients listed but we have come to know how important they are they they Give you long term health. They they give you the ability to fight um, off diseases, um, terrible things like cancer. They give you the ability to be strong and live long. Eating this fresh food, eating the things that God ha- um, wants you to eat, gives you that strength. So when we have all we have is a steady diet of processed teaching, it can be good. It can fill you up with with many different things that are true, but when it's at when when it's only that you don't get the the made alive teaching the, the what is made alive by the power of God right then and like i said this doesn't mean that it doesn't come from notes or thoughts or study that took play, took place prior to coming together it's not just what sparks in your mind during um a meeting during worship those things are good too but there's much more to it. So I'm not trying to slice and dice and say, "Well, this is better, this is the only thing." But I'm talking I'm trying to, to illustrate that God wants us to receive the nutrients, the nutrition of the word of God being spoken that will give us will give us a connection to his purpose and what inspires us, what what gives us power and authority over wickedness, over darkness in in the earth in this time and in our life and in our families. This is why worship was given to us. God designed music to minister to us in other ways than just our mental awareness. He wants us to connect with our spirit and move on us with spiritual manifestation that demonstrates his power. Spiritual manifestation demonstrating his power, not just that he created the world. We know that, that he exists because all that exists around us is there. No, but actual dynamic, meaning real, um, interactive power that we get to experience the manifest presence of God. This will free souls and it brings deliverance to the oppressed and bound. People are set free. This will show God's truth. It shows his truth and reality to children who are growing up in church. Um, they won't be able to just walk away from the way that they were raised questioning if God and faith and all the things that they went to church are genuine, or if that was just something their parents liked. They won't have excuse. People have asked me, what, what did your parents do right in raising you? And they did many things right. They also made mistakes in the, as they were growing and learning how to raise children. But the one thing that I always answer is they gave me no excuse I absolutely knew that God was real because of the power that I saw manifested in their life, the reality that was unquestionable. And that's what we have to provide through these, through understanding the gift that God has given us of worship and understanding prophetic worship and interacting in, in the spirit growing in this and manifesting the presence of God. God will come. He will unite with us. He will speak to us. Worship times like this that are filled with power and anointing are made alive and well the ones that that are filled with his power and are made alive with the presence of God they create an environment where god's gifts <laughs> where his supernatural abilities that he gives us that 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 can't happen through just um us making good choices they are a and a power that um that he supernaturally gives us through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's in these moments that they can operate and be used in his body. Not that they can't be used any other time, but we create an environment where this happens. If you've ever been in a meeting and have been in a church service where you feel the presence of God moving, you you feel his unction on your heart, but you don't know that you have the freedom or if you have the freedom, maybe you don't have the freedom because of the the organization of that meeting. And so you can't actually participate. And so that is squashed in you. Um A quenching of the spirit takes place. God wants us to unleash the spirit. When worship is unleashed and the prophetic and spiritual worship flows, spiritual gifts are given and they begin to operate in his people. It's in this this type of environment, this, this heavenly environment where God's presence is moving in power, people are baptized in the Holy ghost and fire. This is where it happens all the time. Often it's not the only place. Like I said, I'm not trying to be exclusive in this. I'm just trying to, to illustrate the way that God wants our gatherings to be, What, why it's important, why church can and should be the most dynamic moments and times each week, every time you get together, should be what you long for, what is exciting to you. Um, I shared this on this a little while back, inspired by the presence of God and inspired by what he wants in worship. And so I'll, we'll go right into that, and then I'll be back. When we when we sing and we and we begin to to meditate, and we're singing about meditating and we, and and focus our minds on the things that that God means to us, the things that that He has done, developed in us, the things that He's pulled us out of, and we focus on those things and we and we see Him in a in a present reality. I. I the goal is not to sing those songs. The goal is to step beyond the veil. To step beyond the veil of, of what we see in front of us. What is happening in this room. Into the very presence of God that is there. But, but we often are limited. We only see and we operate in that limitation. And God is... is breaking down that barrier in our time, but also Jesus broke the barrier and gave us access. And so the goal of singing songs brings unity. It gives us the ability to come together, to, to have the same mind, to have the same focus, because we're joining together with, with the same thoughts. Even though each of us have a different place that we've come from and experienced that in a unique way, it allows us to unite in, the, in a similar thing which brings the anointing, the presence of God, and the ability for the prophetic to speak. The anointing of prophecy is absolutely essential. The church, we as a group of people, have to have it. No amount of, of studying, no amount of of Living your life for the Lord can accomplish that part of it. That is an es- essential thing. We, we know, study, show ourselves approved. We, we must dig into the things of God. But until the Spirit of God makes it come to basically become one with us, until we're unified with it, it's, it doesn't mean anything. But specifically for the current, for right now. Prophecy is not, I have to say this again and again because we still have it in our heads. Prophecy is not telling the future. Almost ever. Prophecy is hearing the voice of God speak. And he speaks to us and through us. And so the seeking of his face is to adore him. And to, to give Him honor, to give Him glory, to remind us to stir up the remembrance of what He's done so that we can really focus and, and not just talk about Him, but actually see Him face to face, commune with Him in a, the reality of who He is. And in that place, He speaks. He speaks to hearts that, that may never be repeated again, but He speaks to hearts. But He also speaks in our midst. He speaks to us and we need to hear because through hearing his words, we gain perspective, we gain inspiration, and we gain vision. Without that vision, we languish. Without that vision, without that fresh anointing, without the power of God manifesting, we languish or perish. We don't have the life and we don't have the ability to minister, to be His hands and feet, to be cliche, to to be the very purpose that God is calling for his people. Because, like I've said over and over again, God's will cannot be done apart from our obedience, apart from our surrender, apart from our participation. Not because God is less powerful. Don't take it from that perspective. It's not because of his power being limited. It is because his will is for us. It is for us to obey. It is for us to grow. It is for us to be the rulers of the world. That's what he created us to be. Hallelujah. He doesn't, didn't design it for, for us to observe his power and just watch it. He, he, he put that on display. All of creation displays that every single day. Except Mankind. Mankind is the only part of his creation that doesn't always display that. And so that's his, that's his goal, that's his desire. So knowing that, we have to recognize, we have to recognize that there's more, there's a goal, there's a purpose, there's a, a design that God has put in it for us to enter in, for us to join together, because there, is, uh, there are many things that I as an individual and you as an individual Need to grow in, that you need to walk out and you need to pursue. But there are also many things that only happen to us. And there are many things that only can be done through us as His people. I can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. But together, His people can and are anointed to do the things that are necessary. God wants us to have vision all the way to the fullness of that in in the earth, to the completion of that, to have his people standing in the gap, standing between evil and tyranny and innocent people. He wants us to have that vision. But he also needs us to have that vision for this morning, for our church because as we pursue that, it's not just a one-time thing. It's not just a moment in time. It is a progressive thing. It is a progression that God wants to because he, he can't. Just like in history. He couldn't. Day one after the fall, He couldn't send Jesus. May, may blow some minds there. He couldn't send Jesus day one because we wouldn't understand what Jesus was. So He had to let us experience the fall. And it says in, in Romans, it says, it says the creature was made subject to vanity, not of the, its own will, but of those, the, but from he who subjected it in hope. God subjected his own creation to this vanity because he had a hope that he knew that they could respond and they could grow and they could receive the fullness of what he intended. He couldn't do that day one because just like you can't tell somebody how to factor formulas Day one in math, you have to teach them. One plus one is two. Two minus one is one. You have to, you have to go through the process so to, to the mind and the understanding can develop to the point where they can handle that. So Jesus could not become day one. He had, he had to go through this process. Same way with us. There are many things that He wants us to be able to do. He wants to accomplish in us and, and unite us in and give us vision and love and um, a celebration of fellowship and unity that can't happen in one, one second. So He gives us opportunities like this morning. He gives us opportunities to, to unite, to meditate on His glorious splendor. to to be captivated by that so that we can join together and be united in His presence. And then He speaks. And He might speak in a dynamic, powerful way through somebody that gets a powerful word that really touches the moment. Or He might speak right to you individually and give you vision, give you purpose, give you understanding to see beyond just this room, just the natural things, to connect with His purpose, with His will, so that you can be involved in his vision and, and his development of that. And so as that process happens, the goal that God has is that we won't be the same after this, this morning and that we will be have more capacity to receive, more capacity to understand and comprehend and operate, but more capacity to receive because that is one of the big things that holds us back is the capacity to receive. Jesus talked about not being able to put new wine into old wineskins, not being able to put what he wants to pour into us, what he desires to give us revelation, understanding. He can't do it because it would ruin the message and what he wants to pour would be wasted and we would be destroyed because we can't contain it. So the process is what he's after. And we have to have that vision. So when we come together, God wants us to, to not be here just because it's a good thing to do and it's enjoyable to see our friends and to sing beautiful songs about our loving Savior and to hear truth taught out of the Scriptures. All good things, but that's not why we're here. That, those are some of the mechanisms to accomplish why we're here. But they can also just be meaningless Ritual from a habitual standpoint of what we do culturally, because we, whether the rest of the nation follows that culture or not, we're developing that culture and we live that way. Church is not meant to be that way, church is meant to be alive, it is meant to be an active participating in what God is doing and receiving a very real and powerful truth revelation in a, a prophetic that's what when prophecy and the prophetic anointing of God is about it's about developing that that process so that we have the capacity and we can receive and we are renewed as a as individuals but as a group the capacity to be able to receive to be able to accomplish that's that's the goal and so as we were worshiping that was that that's what God put on my heart that we need to to grab a hold of that start seeing it as it's not just a moment in time, it is, and you can enjoy this moment. I love to enjoy moments yesterday, I got to enjoy um an absolute perfect day out on the water, kayaking and fishing, and just and ran into some other believers out there on a boat they were worshipping the Lord uh, as they're sitting there fishing and and they, and so we got to talk they caught like seventy something fish and and you know, see so but just enjoy that moment but it's not just that moment it's just not this moment it is intended to be a movement it's intended to to get us going the direction that he's aiming us towards and developing and giving us the capacity so that just like at the fullness of time or just the right time it says in some translations jesus was born at just the right time at just the right time when things are developed, when they have gone the direction God is aiming in us at just the right time, he will do things that are dynamic, that are, you know, that, that is the, you know, one of the, the centerfold of history. That is the biggest thing you can think of is the birth of Jesus and, the, and his life and death and resurrection. But he does the same thing in a micro level often in, in our life. When we're getting in those directions, when we're going that, that way, we then can have that just the right time because things have gone, they're prepared, they're ready, and bam, the next thing can happen. And that's something that you, you can't, none of us know. That's that's why the mystery of seeking, looking, knock, and you will, you, the door will be opened. Knock, knock, knock. Don't just, I guess nobody's home. Keep knocking, keep seeking. And that's what worshiping, the mechanism that God gave us of being able to unite together in a common thought a common song to lift his name up even though we're each and this is what's so beautiful is we're each unique one lyric might mean 75 different things in 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 one room but yet we're still united even though we're coming from our unique place and we're taking our position in the body God wants to anoint you. He wants you to be able to receive from Him where you're not distracted by your, your phone, by your... your I, sometimes we're distracted by even reading our Bible. Because just like, the, just like the Pharisees, they studied the Scriptures, they wanted to know, and we can do the same thing. When it, sometimes it's not time. Sometimes you need to see Jesus right in front of you. Sometimes you have to see him alive and moving and not just talk about him. And we sing those lyrics all the time, different songs. Our, that, that's what the, they're tr- one of the things that they're trying to do is stir us up, recognize. I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to actually think of you. I want to actually recognize the truth that you are present. He's not somebody 2,000 years ago He's not some, some point in time in my life when I recognize my need of a Savior. He's right here right now. Amen. And so when we, when we, when we, when we say words, they're, they're only there to stir us up to that place. To meditate on all you do. To think of you to see his glorious splendor you can see it and it manifests and it resides in us so take that this is something i believe not just like i said not just for this morning this is something god wants us to ha- to operate in that when we come together it is not only to sing a song a beautiful song it is not only to come together because it's a good thing to come together it is part of that process of growing he he's he wants us to develop and if we we can short circuit that we can we can be disconnected where we come even with even have a good time here and really really love the lord but it, then it can stop or we can recognize that he's wanting us to develop that the capacity to grow the ability to receive so we can pour more and more and more and be more and more active in us, through us, and commission us in more and new and greater ways. Amen. God wants us to recognize that our obedience and growth from building an environment of prophetic worship to cause a movement in our church is the goal of regular and consistent gathering. It's not... Oftentimes, we forget this. We lose track of this. We think we have to go to church. We, get, we have this obligation, or we enjoy it because we get to see our friends, and that's not a bad thing. Seeing your friends is a good thing, but God actually wants us to understand that building in an environment of prophetic worship that causes a movement, this is not just a one-time thing. This is building something for the next time, For as we learn to operate this, and we can do this more fully and experience the next thing that God wants to pour out is the goal of regular and consistent gathering. That's why we're one of the, the, the biggest reasons why we're not to forsake the assembly of, it, of coming together in, in Christ's name is regular assembling. We come together, we, we can grow this. And this is, you know, as we comprehend this, our vision for why we attend church grows. And our desire to see God and to take our place in each gathering strengthens our resolve to serve him every day and to pursue him wholeheartedly. This is why What I mean, it, it impacts every aspect of our life, our personal time, our private time, our family time. All these things are affected when we begin to see him move and manifest in power through our times of worship and understanding that we get to see in the spirit. Well, that's it, guys. Until next time, I love you all. Bye.